Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are now plugged in Lost to the Tulsa. It's official. The Juice Radio Show, straight out of North Tulsa, with Sterling. Hey man, what's going on, man? It's Sterling, I'm back. Hey, Dickles. This is Shalissa on the beat, and Dickles in the seat. Hey. Hey, Willie the Goat. Y'all already know what it is. Welcome to the Juice Radio Show. It's your boy Willie the Goat. Hey, TK. Hey, it's your girl TK. Hey, it's Jay Connor. Get it? What up, Icon? It's your boy, Jay Connor. And the girl from the shop, Illy Red. What's up, you guys? It's Illy Red. Hey, it's Shaka. Shaka. Coming from the north side. And your boy, Ramon, the hometown heat. What up? It's your boy, Ramon. Hey, it's Trey, the Texas Playboy. Got you. Tune in right now. Right now? Yeah, right now. To the hottest show on the planet. The Juice Radio Show starts now. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome back on this lovely Thursday with the Juice Radio Show. And you're talking live for the five with your girl, Dickums on the beach, Lisa in the seat. And you know, I got all my favorite peoples all around me. Yeah, so we're going to go around the table. Y'all go ahead and shout yourselves out to the people who's here today. And it's super Zekonic. You know, usually I'm last because I'm the world safe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, we could have started over here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother. But yeah, it's super Zekonic. What's up? What's up? Uh, it's Sterling. I'm back. For another one. Get out of the It's Sterling. I'm back. <laughs> for a good time. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Zarmisian here. You know what it is. Um, so we're not getting to the office today. <laughs> It's your girl, Ellie Red. What's up? You sound just like the little intro. Let's give it a, a round of applause. I've never seen a location. I thought you was in Oklahoma City the whole time. I was like, oh. Oh. Okay. Happy and ready yeah, to do it. Yeah, it's not. Exactly. Oh, I'm just like, ready. I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so what's what all is gonna happen in your process of going to college? Like, so, like, 
Um, so pretty much for this week, I would say is getting myself um, adapted to the environment. So it's like we have different festivities on. So I don't have any classes until the 19th. Okay. So yeah, from there I'll be doing classes. I want to get involved in campus for yeah, sure. Right. So um, that's another thing I plan on doing. So classes, meetings, networking. Clothes for me. No. Don't hate on Goodwill like at all. Goodwill is dope. I'm just gonna say. The big one where everything's clean and everything's newer. The one out west. Yeah, that's yes. good though. Yes. Out west. The one out west by Brightwaters and all that. The little ghetto apartments oh. by the West maybe and all that. Oh. That one, the Goodwill. Oh yeah, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. They actually got nice stuff. That's the one you can donate in, like shop next, shop like a there. shop next to it. Yeah, they that's also, a good one. They also have one on Memorial that's pretty dope. Yeah, I'm going by by December first and Memorial. That's all. Well, yeah, that's why that. you. Yeah, yeah, that's why you. So, yeah. So so so, uh, what's Robin like? What's your day to day game plan? Like, what do you got planned when you go to college? Like, what you gonna look for? Shoot, I'm gonna be in there missing every class sleeping. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, um, they gave me when I um did my campus tour, they gave me a walkthrough of basically what my day would be like. And off season, I would have practices around seven in the morning. Probably do some eight a.m.s again, even though those really suck. If you're going fresh into college, don't do an eight a.m. because them are hard. Them are. Well, I don't know yet. I haven't picked my schedule yet. Mhm. Um, so a workout, then class for a couple hours, um, probably a work study, and then probably a job. 
and then 10 at night would be cheerleading practice. 10 at night. Just moving around. I mean, at least I'll be making money, but right. the town is so small. Like, I, I don't know if I'll really get a job or I have to do a dumb work study because it's like, it's so small. Like, it's not even bigger than these four corners over here. Like, it is so, it's like a population of like 600 to 1,000. Like, it is little. Really? It is little. The Alva, uh, Northwestern. That's out by the panhandle. That's literally like there's the square and the panhandle. It's like right there before the panhandle. Oh, see, wow. that's the thing about what I love about small cities is that you a big fish when you get to small towns and you know how to work the game and you can kind of just like. Yeah, but you gotta think about like all the other big fish who come from out of town. True. True. And like. Yeah, but you link up with the big fish. Yeah, and then we could start a school. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's a small campus. Everything's walking distance. Like, McDonald's is literally, like, you can walk out the front doors of the school right off the campus, and there's McDonald's. I mean, I am, but it's kind of like, it'd be dumb for me to do so. It wouldn't even be a luxury. Like, I've seen, they told me that people drive their car on campus, but it's like, it takes more time to get in your car. And to go find a new parking spot than it is to just walk it back. Because everything's literally so small. So, do, do you have a dorm room or apartment? I would have a dorm room. Okay. Apartment's a little more money, you know. Yeah. I'm not trying to, yeah, I'm not trying to stretch my little welcome to it. <laughs> What's up, man? I'm so, so just happy and proud of you guys. It's like to see y'all, like, spread y'all wings and really get out there and do some things. So, you know, we all get trying. We had a little debate a little earlier about music, and I think we're not. So we're going to talk about that coming up uh, in just a little bit. You got to, since now, since you're kind of working in law now, like, Josh, you kind of got to stay on your own, too. You got to utilize what you use or what you learned in law, and you got to make us a believer of Nicki Minaj. So we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. Uh, but let's take a look at the weather. What do we have going on for today in the week? Woo, so it finally done rained and cooled us down, but then all that rain came back up and then steamed us out. So it's a little hot out there. So it's a little hot, wet. It's 78 degrees right now, and it's supposed to be 83 later on. It's going to rain later on in the day. Tomorrow is going to be 93, sunny skies. And Saturday, I believe it said it's going to be in the 100s. Yeah. Or running close, like 97. So watch out. Don't go out there and get heat stroke because I promise. We got yeah. bigger fish to fry. <laughs> so, so, I don't think they're gonna respond to you first. There's some stuff going on. Right. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So, what do we have in entertainment? What's going on, Josh? So, um, City Girl World been a little ratchet. City Girl got a little ratchet. But um, so according to sources, Young Miami was shot at 14 times in her G wagon oh. after leaving her studio. After leaving her studio in Miami, um, some people say it could be because her and Kodak got into it, or I wouldn't say her and Kodak got into it, but they have a little beef. beef. And so um, he did like a freestyle from jail. He in jail again? Yeah. Yes. Oh, he did a freestyle in jail, and he said he was, he was going to hit her in the stomach. Yeah. So, <laughs> make that belly go bloop. <laughs> Because why are you getting into it with somebody in jail? Like a jailbird should be the last person you're arguing with. That's that's out of line. Like you're pregnant and you're talking about punching it in the stomach. Yeah, that's a little far. That's 
So I think what escalated is when um Young Miami's boyfriend, which is Southside, he's a producer and rapper as well. Um, he kind of commented on the situation, like you know, Kodak ain't really bad, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah back off. So mm-hmm. then, um, after that situation, that's when she was gonna leave her studio in Miami and they fired her car fourteen times. Oh my Lord, dang. So, and people say Kodak may be involved in it. From prison. For no reason. But I mean, this. You know, it's going to be history. It's all kind of crazy. Like, 14 times, you were trying to kill her. Right. Yeah. 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 At the U.S. Open uh, series leading to the U.S. Open. So she won the first round 6-1, 6-4. You know what I'm saying? And there's a whole bunch of people getting ready for football. There's a whole bunch of training camps going on. People getting ready for football and all that because football is coming out. And basketball, in the NBA basketball world, we got some doubters. Most people don't think that USA can do it next year because a lot of the stars have fallen out of yeah. the NBA. Yeah. They're not playing, but that's not stopping some of the USA players like Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, uh, who, else, who else is on there? Uh, some, some guys from Boston, right? Yeah, some guys from Boston. They say Kimba Walker, and they were like, what do you think about the criticism? And they were like, we still believe that we can win the gold medal. Since the big stars are like Kevin Durant's not in it, LeBron James, like the huge stars. LeBron James. Yeah, everybody's (laughs) everybody's doubting him. So, you know, but I think the USA can still win the gold medal. So, you know what I'm saying? We'll see. And that's what's going on in sports news so far, man. A little bit. have, Have you been keeping up with music and what's going on? Rick Ross got an album coming out on Friday. So, Fifty is really 
Fifty knows how to play the game. I just think Fifty did that just because, like, Fifty's really petty. Fifty likes to play around. There could be some money in the um in the agreements because now Fifty Cent says, okay, well. He's a one-trick pony, so everybody's going to listen to the one trick that Rick Ross has to say in the album. And maybe they might try to catch it on, but they're still going to bring more followers to the the album, you know, more listeners. So it could be some money in it. He might have been like, 50, you know, I'll pay you this amount of money if you just say something about this. Because I know, 50, you have uh, a say-so in the inner or the music business and you've been there before so maybe it's just something like that yeah and um well you can't count out rick ross because rick ross said something about 52 so i mean can't really count him out either beef to advertise you know what i'm saying like beef to advertise because rick ross said an interview asked him he was like so would you collaborate with 50 cent you know what i'm saying and 50 cent and rick ross said well, if he was relevant, he hasn't really been relevant in music in a long time, which is true. But he's been doing production, and not not really, no, not in a long time. Oh, not the last fifty songs. I didn't listen. He's been in more movies and creating TV shows and stuff. I mean, I heard in the club last night. So fifty cent. So that's that's what. That's how it started, because Rick Sox, I wouldn't collaborate him right now, because he's not as hot as he once was, if he was hot. So that's where that stands from. Yeah. So. so let's say the same vein of music, and we had this debate a little bit earlier, <laughs> and how she, in relevancy, you know what I'm saying, Nicki Minaj brought herself in with the song with uh, Meg Thee Stallion, Hot Girl Summer, right? So she was collaborated, it and it's, it's yeah, very seldom. Uh, yeah, it's very seldom yeah. that Nicki Minaj collaborates with another female MC of that stature. So we were saying, of course, as our listeners know, that Jay Connick is a big Nicki Minaj fan, and we, the rest of us probably aren't as big fans as big of a fan as, as he is. And so we were saying that Nicki Minaj is bringing herself back in, trying to become relevant, but because she's collaborating with females. Yes. So especially. Yeah. When you say females, so what's, the rappers? what's the debate? Like, what's the argument? That that Nicki Minaj has not been as relevant in our own careers. Like, since oh. from <laughs> the beginning, from the beginning to now, there has been a point in time where she has become irrelevant in music. She she is kind of passive. No, her music is say. just not skyrocketing. I mean, not. What do you think, Josh? What? Because we want to hear. I don't you know, think she's okay. been relevant. Well, relevant feel like, since honestly, Truffle Butter with. Breaking, uh, and low <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's that, that recent <laughs> album. What is it? The Pink Print? Isn't that what it was called? <laughs> 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 it was a I mean, I'm just anyway, saying. I, I mean, everybody had their. So you say she don't collaborate with females. She doesn't like, make that. What do you mean? Female? Like hot female MC, like Megan Stallion is really hot right now. She collaborated with I wouldn't say Foxy she's... Brown. She's collaborated with Beyonce before. But them, them not new. Like, like new, like relevant up and coming artists. Yeah. Like she has done it continually. Who just does that though? They just have that. Drake, do it. They have that one yeah. requirement for her. No, but I mean, because Beyonce is not out here collaborating with Normani. But Beyonce has her own S tier. But she, she doesn't collaborate, collaborate with anybody. Well, she's not there. She's just not there. Beyonce is Beyonce. That's different. She's not there. She stays relevant by staying in the community. And Nicki Minaj does not 
really bring like HBCU bands on to her team to perform with her. Because they kind of like she relates. Well, Beyonce she does just, she relate to? She don't even relate Nikki back to New from, York. Up, she's from Southside Jamaica, Queens. Right. They know nothing about no marching band, no Jackson State. Versus yep. Beyonce's dad works at Texas Southern. They True. grew up in that nature of New Orleans, you know, bands like True. that. They can relate to that. That's True. something they understand. True. Nikki can't. She can't be out here rapping up. Well, she what can she relate to? Because what she's rapping coming is up not, in New York, in which many people don't relate to. Yeah. A lot of people were letting me York. It's the same thing. Same thing yo. I mean, I think oh, even with yeah. how hip hop New York yeah. was, we she got we out the mud like that. She speak a lot on people foreign because her, herself she was a foreign. Okay. She was a foreign. So, a foreign. She was like yeah yeah. yeah I respect like it. Yeah. yeah. So she yeah. speaks on a lot of topics like that. What's a foreign? Like, like not from here, not from here. Jamaica or where? Where's she from? Like Nicki Minaj. She's from. Nicki Minaj is from Jamaica. She's like, no, she's not from Jamaica. She's from uh, Trinidad. Trinidad, yeah. 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 So, like I was saying, she has collaborated with females. It's just not the females y'all want to see her collaborate with. Okay, but like, okay. She did a song with Cardi B. She did? Motorsport. Oh, Motorsport. Yep. Wasn't yep. there issues behind that, though? Yeah, but, yeah, after that, after that, after that, that's when the issue, because there was stuff going on behind things that many people do not know about. And then she fought Cardi B, like, hand, hand to hand, and it's like, Cardi B fought herself. What? Let's not, let's not do that. Oh, she, because she didn't retaliate. Oh, okay. yeah, because right. Queen's staying a queen. Like, See, what? Okay. I don't know. Uh, that's that's kind of scary. That seems a little scary to me. That's not a queen. Like, Bringing royalty, they be like queens. And, and, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, how is she scary? I mean, I don't. I mean, that's a little scary to me. I mean, if somebody comes up fighting me, that doesn't mean I'm scared. I'm just not going to lower my standards in no multi-million-dollar event and fight you. Opportunities, me. plenty of opportunities. Naturally. But it's different. This generation is different. We're growing up in the city girl era, True. so fighting is like, okay, we want to, you know, you yeah. can fight. Yeah. That's a casualty now. Yeah. What else? That's about four no, people on my list. But hold on, pause. If Nikki was to fight, pause. y'all were like, she's too old to be fighting. She's too high in this stature to be fighting. I wouldn't say that. She's scary. You can't get out and talk all that hot stuff yeah. with yeah. somebody yeah. and go back and forth and then act like you're not doing it. And then when they confront you on it. So the thing that got me was when Papoose's wife, I forgot her name. Remy Ma. Remy Ma. Now when that beef happened and Remy Ma, she got her in that rap battle right there. And then Nicki Minaj, she sent out, I guess, a lawsuit, put a cease and desist order on Remy Ma to mm-hmm. not respond. That's when I kind of lost respect for Nicki. I like, I liked her. I always liked her and respected her. But when you put a Call cease and desist order on somebody <laughs> about to like, I mean. Somebody like uh, how Jay-Z and Nas, how they were going back and forth, right. you know what I'm saying? But Jay-Z was smart enough to bring Nas into the fold, like, okay, he got, Nas got Jay-Z, but Nicki Minaj, she took it to the court, and she was just like, hey, don't say anything running, about uh, running from you. And so now people are afraid to say anything about Nicki Minaj, so now... Because they don't want a lawsuit against them. That's, that's like, that's like, that's like, running allegedly, 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 allegedly. Okay. That's just like know. regular snitching. That's just bad. Yeah. That's just bad. And you ain't got to worry about it. So I, I don't know, man. That's just, well, then you can't hop on a song talking about. Oh, let me chill out. Cause yeah. her her song be specific. Who's saying? Nikki. Oh, okay. Who else are we talking? 
Trey Prince had a phone conversation and was like, we're not doing this. Like, don't even. I know it hurt. If that, if that would have happened, we would have had a conversation. Oh, yeah. Shot, what do you, how do you, know? you feel? Um, honestly, going back to your original question, I really just feel like just because of the generation that we in, because people ain't looking up to Barbie girls anymore. They're looking up to city girls like Josh was saying. And I think because of that, that's why Nikki is losing relevance. Yeah. And that's why she reconnected herself back to the street. And having sex for money is more relatable to the generation. Real hot, girl. I'm just saying. (laughs) What what happened? That's that's the whole point of a city girl, right? Real hot, girl. Hey, man, Nicki Minaj. Let's talk about that. I mean. She started it.
I ain't on none of that friendly shit. We ain't giving high fives back. You round here running your mouth like a cat, but you ain't got nine lives, rats. Mr. Six Talk, Mr. White Chalk, I don't need no cosign cause the six bounce. Your wife be at the slaughterhouse, we whip it. She suck me, then she suck my brother, she got a big mouth. Mr. Trap House, Mr. Dope Boy, Mr. Slime Boy, Mr. Get My Pet Back, Mr. Rain on the Rain, I ain't bringing none back, Mr. COVID Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American communities? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an unbroken... I don't want 
you, we never really get to hear from the perspective of this generation. And so, you know, with that, I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about those mass shootings and how did that make y'all feel knowing that y'all got to go to Walmart or That's go to festivals and stuff I mean, like that. Let me say this because I know it's going to be controversial. It's sad, yes. But at the same time, certain people have been dealing with this for 400 years for no reason here. Right. Honestly, and at the same time, it's like when we need support, don't nobody support us. When everybody else has these little things going on, everybody wants Black Lives Matter to step up and back them up, or they try to um, they try to like collab. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I've seen like a different like little riots and like little gatherings. People be like, yeah, let's combine this group and this group so we can be stronger. But when it's time for certain groups to need that backing still. They don't want to be there and be present. So, I mean, it's sad, but at the same time, it's just like, mm, well, I mean, you're dealing with what everybody else has been getting, the same treatment we've been getting for years. Yeah, yeah. What's y'all's take on it? I have a theory. Okay. What's your theory? What if the government has been putting different people up? Oh, wow. Anyway. What if the government has been putting up, like, different people up? Yeah. 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 We're, we're illegal. So wow. that's the thing. Like that we don't know, and that, like that's the crazy thing that's going on. Like I mean, he might have to tell me this. Cause. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to talk. We're gonna have to talk offline on that one, for, for sure, for sure. But but the thing, the thing for me is Listen. is that how do we? How are we able to come in? How are we able to? <laughs> <laughs> it, how are we able to? You know, my, my thing is y'all's thought process on how you move forward, how do you live your life, you know, how do you communicate about certain things that, that, that are going on within the community, and how we, how do you go day to day with living, you know, like, do, are you living in fear, you know, are you living in, like, or, or awareness everywhere you go now? Well, when stuff happens like this, I I would say when stuff happens like this i would say it's really easy to like live your life in fear when stuff happens like this back to back in 24 hours but the way i go about it like i have a strong faith you know what i'm saying in god and stuff like that that makes me not fearful even though it's sad and tragic and sometimes you can go crazy be like why do innocent lives gotta die like I've been fed up. I've been in a lot this week. You know what I'm saying? So, like, but my faith in God is really, like, what keeps me going. Because, like, you hear stuff like that, you want to go crazy. Be like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why? But my faith in God is what keeps me going and what keeps me motivated. And, like, I'm still here. So, there's still purpose. You know what I'm saying? That's how I deal with it. You know? What's your thought? Um, I feel like, like you, like you were saying, like, I feel like it's kind of like a domino effect. I feel like a lot of the things that go on within, within our community or within the world in general is, um, it's causing people to have, like, mental breakdowns. I like, you know, it's just like, it's infecting us mentally. So it's just like, I feel like when people do do those mass shootings, it's, they're not there. Yes. All the yes. way. Yes. Right. And so we need to put, you know, more counseling in. We need to check on, you know. People. Yeah, right, like, yeah. Put more counseling in place. And I feel like that will go a long way. But it's just, it's several factors that goes on now 
within today uh, today's generation that causes these mental issues like it simply social media yes so it, it's just like just various factors that i think that causes these breakdowns and some people can't handle handle them yeah. so they have different yeah. absolutely and that makes sense i mean you do have to be proactive in how you where do you i mean where do you help a person that is even contemplating something like this? You know what I'm saying? Like, where do you go? Because those guys have been secluded in a way. Right. They felt like they were nerds, you know, mm-hmm. and just really upset with the world. So, right. I mean. Are you going based off of, I mean, where, do you, where do you get that information? I'm not, yeah, I did not do my research fully. So, I, I can say that. But my thing is, is that just the <laughs> common thing of what I just see on the news you know, and I'm not, I hadn't done my deep research on it, but the common thing is that, you know, you have those guys that are out there doing what they do, and the manifesto, the list that they have of all the people that they want to hurt is, mm-hmm. is horrible. And the so, thought process to drive to Texas, like driving four hours away somewhere, or Dallas, I think it was, no, he drove from no. Dallas to El Paso, to drive that far away to do something like that, that's just evil. He's been having that plan for a while, though. Oh, yeah. He's been having that plan for a while. It wasn't just a, oh, wake up and let me go shoot these people. No, he's yeah. been playing that for a while. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, I, don't, yeah, I don't think it's mental illness at all. It's not. It's just a lot of black people, we're more than likely to have mental illness. And you get a race, and you don't see us doing mass shootings. You really don't. So I think it's really, I think it's really like the culture, to be honest. Right. You got these white people who feel as if the world has been snatched from the ground like a lot of feet. Then they take that anger out on certain demographics, certain schools and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you gotta look at who's also promoting it and you know giving them that backbone like it's okay. Yep. Not my president, Obama. He he out chilling right now. My president didn't do that. (laughs) So you gotta look at who's giving them that backbone and that strength. Because in reality, they sure wasn't doing that back in 2008. I don't think anybody would have been bold enough to do that back in 2008. But now that they have somebody that they can look to and that represents us and saying it's okay to act that way. You talking about mass shootings? Yeah, yes. yes. you gotta look. Bigotry, period. All yeah, that. The you gotta look. Oh, oh, yeah, the prejudice. Yeah, yeah, all that. There's, he's giving that yeah. the leeway. Mm-hmm. He's giving it the, the leeway. I want to say he's just openly saying, like, yeah, go kill him. He's no, encouraging he's it. Like but he's definitely encouraging it. it. And most like, definitely. They're building their confidence and they're eating on that. And it's manifest. Definitely, he has encouraged that. That's not no. Most nobody, definitely. All those people who were doing all those mass shootings were not picking ahead. I promise you that much. They are not sick. They don't you have to be some type of sick in the head. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you have to. All those people, you got to be somewhat. You're not. No you're not saying. Like, I'm okay as a person. <laughs> like, I'm okay, but I'm not about to go shoot <laughs> yeah. school. Right. Let me put this. Actually, okay, go ahead. Let's say, like, okay. You know, they're not the best. You know, all the screws ain't completely tight up there. Yeah. But at the same time, you gotta look at it as they're trying to they're trying to diagnose they're trying to diagnose them with like depression, anxiety, you know, and different you know little illnesses like that, and trying to say that they're ill when in reality they're just a screwed up person. That's all that is. Yeah. And I 
I agree with that. Yeah. I do agree with that. But if somebody's feeding, somebody's feeding them something to hype you up, oh, you know, yeah. to pump you up, to be like, look who they're saying. Yeah, but I mean, right. it, yeah. it has to be more. I think it's more than just. I think it's no, more than just that. He is. He's pretty smart because yeah, first smart, off, he didn't want to. He didn't. He. I don't think Donald Trump was Republican to begin with, no. because he thought that was a pretty dumb little Democrat. Yeah, but I mean, my my thing is is that my thing is how it's it's more than just Donald Trump. Like I think it's more than yeah. just. Three I mean, or four years that he's been in office, all of this stuff has been true. happening. Yeah. Before, been there, but before, I mean, right? Like, yeah. Have y'all seen Kyler? Yes. Yes. That pretty much. I feel like that explains everything. To be honest, I have not seen it. Yeah. Give away no. How How do you connect that though? Oh, oh no, the end, the end part. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it definitely does. I don't remember his name, but you know the white dude. He ended up becoming a neo-Nazi and stuff like that throughout the course of the movie. Yeah. He ended up shooting the campus up. Yeah. Yeah. That that was it. Was that was a pretty? I mean, it was a good movie, but the you know the the story and and the message behind it was really good, and it does tell a story. And it's just like you look at movies, and some people have been saying speaking from the 60s, 50s, and things like that, and the things that they were talking about then is happening today. Yep. So, so that movie definitely has relevance to what was going on then, and it has a deeper meaning now that you look back at it. And just go, yeah. Whoa. yeah. Wait, 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 I have a question. Yeah. Do y'all ever think that what happened, like, years ago will repeat in the future? Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you, well, like, pertaining to what? Like, as in slavery? Not as in slavery, like... But like, you know how segregation, segregation, because Trump, you know, how he just built that wall, and then like a whole bunch of other stuff, like mm-hmm. like the assassination of the president, like segregation, like all that type of stuff. Do y'all believe that's going to happen again no, in I the future, or it's going to be a little different? Because of you know laws, laws and buildings, yeah. yeah, in place. Um, secondly, I feel like. Different forms of it can most definitely happen again, but just segregation or just things of that nature mm-hmm. will just never actually. Right. No, I, it, but I, do, I, it, I agree with you. Like, there are undertone things of segregation. Like, mm-hmm. they don't spend money at McLean as they do with other schools right. that are outside of Tulsa. You know, they spend yeah. billions, millions of dollars at other schools. Social so, segregation. Yeah, like so, a different form. Right, mm-hmm. right. But yeah. there is segregation, I think, that is out there that people want to stick to. Oh, but I don't think that we would ever be yeah, all like all black. South side, Tulsa, you know, South side, Tulsa, yeah. then there's North side, and there's East, and there's West. Yeah, West, West. But I feel like that's a form of segregation itself. Mm, that's a good, that's a good perspective. Um, like HBCUs, like that's a form of segregation itself. Like I know a lot of students like on Twitter uh, debate what's better, the PWI education or an HBCU education. How, let's talk about that. Like how do y'all feel about that? Like, is that segregation? I don't. I can see where he's coming from, I but can see I mean, where he's I've never been from. on either campus to give a true. Once you go to low country town. Thanks. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've been to like the U of A, and then I've been to Howard, Jackson State. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it's how, different. How do you feel? I mean, so you just you just said that you feel that it is. Is that what you say? It's a form of segregation, but I mean that stems from yeah. You had you having to build that school in a way because you can't really because you weren't afforded the opportunity. Right, and they yeah. never let us 
So God. if you want to say that's a form so of segregation, that's self-inflicted. Because, I mean, we do build pride in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But there's still people that are white that go to HBCUs. So it's mm-hmm. not like you can't come here, but it's more geared towards the black culture. And the black so, if they, I think as a culture, we're a whole bunch more forgiving than other cultures. Like, because why can you come, and I'm not trying to start nothing, but, like, why can you come, but if we, like, have the education, they still, like, no, we can't get into Yale or Harvard. Come on, bro. Like, well, I mean, I'm sure if probably at, on that at a Morehouse, Listen. if there's, no, I, I'm just saying my opinion, not Listen. saying that it's fact, but I think at Morehouse, if there was someone of a different culture in a different community and there was a kid that was coming out of the slums that but was brilliant, like, I'm sure that they would give that guy an opportunity over another that, you know what I'm saying? But that's just well, my opinion. We're, saying, we're not saying that we wouldn't give them opportunity, but we're saying, like, in a reverse situation, as in somebody from our culture coming from the slums wanting to go to Harvard or Princeton or, or Yale, or, like, or Yale, yeah. like yeah. and we're the, smart the enough, like, the chances are a lot slimmer than us accepting fact. somebody else from a different demographic right. into our culture. That's a fact. That's real. Sterling, how, how do you feel? Do you feel that HBCUs are a form of segregation, <laughs> or is it just building up pride within the community? How do you feel? I would say, like, mm, I wouldn't say it's segregation at all. Cause, I mean, like you said, well, I would say it like this. Okay, so, you know, people have a choice, right? So you have um, white people that go to HBCUs because they feel like that college is what's for them, or maybe that's just the college they have to attend or whatever the case might be. So they have to they they go to that college. It's not like they're not accepted or anything like that. It's just not common because recently or way back then the college was for black people because whites did not accept blacks into their schools. Right, right. So I mean for that to I wouldn't say it's segregated, but it's like we're basically it's kind of like we're accepting them too because. At a point in time, we weren't able to go to their schools, so we had to make our own schools because we wanted to continue education or whatever the case might be. But I would say, like, um, I don't think it's segregation at all. It's just, you know, picking. And people like to stay in their comfort zone, and maybe they might be, you know, staying with my race. So maybe a black person might go to an HBCU over a PWI, even though he has, um, you know, knowledge to go to a Harvard or, you know, a D1 school or whatever the case might be, and a white person might go to a PWI over the HBCU because I want to stick around my people rather than being around a whole lot of people that I don't really know or a race that I'm not really really comfortable with as much as my people. I'm not saying, like, I'm not comfortable around that race, but maybe it's just out of people's comfort zone and maybe it's just built up because I know me for sure, I like staying around my type of people, like black people. I just like our people, so that's the people I'm going to, like, surround myself with a lot. I'm not going to surround myself or force myself to, I know, a different race if I feel more comfortable in my own. Yeah. So, so, uh, to to kind of talk in the lines of that, have y'all heard of the Rich Paul rule? Have y'all heard? I need to In the NBA. Yep. I mean, uh, NCAA. Uh, Mm -mm. So, the Rich Paul rule is, I mean, 
they they kind of just put his name in the Rich Paul rule. So the NCAA, as far as basketball is concerned, not football, but as far as basketball is concerned. So Rich Paul is a sports agent, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's LeBron James' sports agent. He's uh, a whole bunch uh, yeah, of people like, like LeBron James, Big Anthony Davis, a yeah, whole bunch Davis. of people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so the NCAA just put out a rule probably yesterday or the day before yesterday to where now the person that is trying to recruit you to be the on their basketball team, now you have to have a bachelor's degree, which Rich Paul, Rich Paul, right? Rich Paul yeah, Rich does Paul. not have a bachelor's degree. Right. So that puts him out of the runnings to be able to talk to any of the NCAA basketball players. See, what happened this past year, they talked to a kid that came out of high school, and they helped him to get a – they helped him to get an internship in New Balance. So he skipped going to the NCAA, got a million-dollar internship at yep. New Balance. Then he went to the NBA, and he got drafted by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yep. So now the NCAA sees it as a way where people can – they can skip over the, the basketball because it's millions, college athletics. College right. athletics because now it's millions of dollars in college athletics, especially basketball. Right. But now they wanted to put a rule against that happening. You going around them now and you going to talk to a sports agent. And so uh, there was a gentleman, Chris Bassard. I yep. saw his. Uh, yeah, his I saw it too. He was telling. He was telling now all of the basketball players don't go to a PWI, go to a HBCU now, because at the HBCUs now the NCAA rules don't work for all of them. There are some that does NCAA rules, but not for all of them. So now the now I think wow. people are looking more towards HBCUs to find your freedom in a way, yep. and so I think that's going to be more relevant. Where HBCU this this billionaire just paid for everybody's loans, student loans. Yep. Right? So now I think people are thinking, looking more towards HBCUs as the pathway to freedom as far as getting over certain rules that you have to go through yeah. and getting straight into the NBA. First, you could, there was a point in time where you can go straight from high school to the NBA. Yeah, now you need one year of one, college. Yeah, yeah, one year. Yeah, one year of college now. But that's bringing in money to the different organizations. So what's your question? So that's a good question. <laughs> so, I mean, there will be rules that will be put in place to stop, you know, you guys. So, I mean, do you see the benefit in going to HBCUs all together? What's the benefit from a PWI to HBCU? What do y'all see is that? I mean, is there a balance at all? Are you talking about sports balls or just in whole, like in general? I mean, in general, like what's the difference? Um, I personally say that. Well, I noticed a lot within the black community, we struggle, like we have a lot of insecurity. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of people say if you go to HBCU, that exempts you from being ready for the real world. But honestly, I feel like attending at HBCU, you have, um, they build your sense of confidence. Mm-hmm. So when you do go into that uh, corporate America and you do go into this, you're like, this is who I am and I'm standing firm in it. Because not only are you learning about who you are as a person, you learn about your culture. You know, yeah. so um, you get a sense of confidence. So that's a, another factor that that's beneficial than PWI. Because yeah. then when you're going to PWI, you're trying to figure yourself out on top of that. You're trying to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. At ABC, you don't have to prove yourself. Yeah, yeah. So. You want to just be who you are. That's, yeah. that's real. Yeah. Any other thoughts? That's real. I would say, um, so it's like, what's the difference? Yeah, what, what do you see the benefits out of? Either? Well, 
if I wanted to go to college for experience and like really like getting the most out of, you know, however long I'm going to be in college and I'm not going to sports or something like that, I'm not trying to go to mm, play national football or, you know, basketball yeah. or whatever, I would go to a HBCU because HBCUs tend to have more, you know, real life situations, yeah. more college experience, more fun. It does build your confidence, I feel like. And it does help you grow as a person in your own skin. So I feel like I would go to HBCU if I wanted to go to college for experience. And if I wanted to go to a PWI for, you know, sports or something, like I'm trying to make some, you know, millions of bucks, I could still do that at an HBCU, but it would be harder for me to do that just because of where people that are in higher up, like higher up, Uh that's where, you know, people look for, you know, yeah, they look at different, you know, PWIs first yeah. before they look at HBCUs, so that's why, you know, you get black athletes and stuff like that to go. Salome University. I mean, like, you, you could have you know got a Zion Williamson at Howard or something like that right. if yeah, it wasn't yeah. for, you know, yeah. different, you know, schools that, you know, that's, I don't know. It was just yeah. different, but I feel like, yeah, that's like the difference. If you're really trying to go somewhere, like, make millions of dollars in those big companies and big brands and stuff like that, you would go to a PWI because that's where people higher up look. Financially, it would take care yeah. of your family in the long run. They're like, I'm mm-hmm. trying to go make it, so yeah. I'm going to yeah. go here. But what like if that. Zion would have went to a Langston? You know what I'm saying? Like, the media was going to follow him. <laughs> Whatever, right. Went. You know what I'm but saying? But would he still have the same media that he has or have grown off that media uh-huh. if he had went to HBCU? Because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you might have a good uh, a five-star athlete go to a, a HBCU or something like that. But after then, it's like, okay, how many HBCU games are getting put on TV? How many um, are, like, really getting televised and stuff like that? Where can more people that have heard of him actually watch him? Because they're not going to video it on YouTube. They're not going to do all that. Some of that stuff is not legal and all that other stuff. So I feel like he might have not had that same growth maybe because he had packed out stands, but he didn't have that. Well, he had some of that in high school, but yeah. you know, it grows as you become, you know, bigger and you get better. So. Yeah. I think, uh, in my thing, I think a lot of that because, like he was saying, Zion. But I think uh, social media has cut a lot of the middleman out because before he even got signed or whatever, Zion became famous for his dunks. Yeah. Like who's yeah. the sixteen-year-old jumping out the gym? He was already famous like, really famous before he went. So I think social media has, like, cut out the middleman now. It's more it's more personal. Yeah. It's more personable. And they'd be like, who's this guy getting yeah. shared on ESPN? He's 16. Like, nobody heard of Zion Williams, like, three or four years ago. Yeah. People started sharing and be like, dang, like, he yeah. he's 16 and he's a monster. Like, yeah. who is doing this? Like, yeah. he was big on Instagram before he even had a basketball, you know what I'm saying, career. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean. I feel like those bigger um, opportunities or um, platforms or whatever you want to say are presented at PWI because we go to them. If the product, like they don't have the product, then they won't have that attention. So, our athletes, that we have, because most of the athletes of we are African-American, 
if we go to yeah. HBCU, the program will be bigger. Oh, yeah. So we, we can't be like, we cannot say, oh, I don't want to go to HBCU. I'm going to go to this field of God because I want to get that real D1 experience. Yeah. Our HBCUs are never going to grow in the support. Yeah. Area. Yeah. yeah. So same. somebody has to think on their own lane and their own track and be like, no, I'm going to draw the attention to Langston University. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And really build it. So yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, so we're going to take a quick uh, music break, and uh, we'll be back with Bree Wright. Uh, she has an organization, the name of it is called Rubs. We're going to find out more about her organization and what she's doing here in Tulsa. So keep it locked right here. This is the Juice Radio Show. It's alright, loving is a fairy tale. Lease in my head is so childlike, immature. Batman, Robin, man's everything, and it's not. Huh. Huh. I feel like God for sure. Luck in the pond for sure. Man, no. And you say I'm a dog And I'm crazy and maybe Party not knowing how to kiss. I have an idea. Oh. Ew, how many husbands does he have? Nobody ah! well, even kissed. 
12 not in their mouth. At least. Good boys. Rated R. Take a walk around the beach, put your feet in the sand. Don't you be scared, I'll hold your hand. Nothing gonna stop us feeling that I feel when I'm with you. Forevermore, I'll never put to you. Baby, you can be my summer love. Wanna buy what you wanna get high, what you get in the car and drive with you. Baby, you can be my summer love. Baby, can you be my summer Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. If your credit starts with a three, four, five, or six, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates. Along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. We use our platform to promote today's leaders while inspiring tomorrow's. And we super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are Eaton Media Services. A full-service media company providing promotion, videography, recording services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you entertain, empower, and inform at EatonMediaServices.com. And we are back with the Juice Radio Show. You are listening. Lord have mercy. There we go. 
And you are listening to your boy Jay Connick. It is only 12 minutes after the top of the hour. And um, here's a slight reminder. You know, you have to keep up with us, see what we're doing. Um, follow us on Instagram at the Juice Radio Show Tulsa, and also keep up with Mr. Eaton himself at Eaton Media Services. Um, so we have guests in the building today. We're here with Kenya and Bree Wright. They're um, here talking about rubs which is a um, microphone for those who have suffered bullying, as well as to bring prevention to suicide. So, um, can we give them a round of applause and welcome? Yeah. First, we'd like to say thank you for coming today. Thank you for having us. Um, you guys, um, if I lacked in the area of introducing yourself, can you give us a little more? You are great. <laughs> <laughs> you have done just fine. Um, Rub, you want to know about it. Yes. So RUBS is my baby. It stands for the Real Understanding of Bullying and Suicide. I started RUBS in 2014, Mm -hmm. Um, and it came after uh, I was a student at the University of Tulsa back in 2009, and I was doing an internship, um, and I had a client that committed suicide. I didn't see it coming. She Mm -hmm. was doing great. Everything was fine, and next thing you know, I'm getting a phone call in the middle of the night that she completed suicide. and, you know, sometimes it's, you know, we know stress is a silent killer, but suicide is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we never know what people are going through, how they're going through it, how they're going to make it through. Mm-hmm. But when they're dealing with things like that, we, we never know. She had a brand new baby. Um, mm-hmm. Everything was fine. She had, I mean, I had just talked to her. Right. And she had said, you know, Miss Bree, everything is good. I'm, I'm like, I'm proud of you, baby, you know. And next thing you know, she had completed suicide. We no longer use the word committed in, mm. in the um, in the mental health world. Mm. Completed. So we it used to be committed suicide, but now it's completed. Um, I didn't change the the wording on it. Right. Um, the CDC actually did because committed sounds like one of those things where you can go into a facility and be committed into a facility. You mm. get rehab mm-hmm. and you come out of it. Right. But when you complete something, it's you completed. Did it. it's right. So that's why they changed the wording to uh, from committed to completed. Well, so is there any way to spot those signs of people who are dealing with something mentally, especially in like the schools with, um, you know, talking about bullying and how that can lead to suicide as well. So have there been any um, signs you've seen yourself? Okay, maybe I should sit down and talk to them. Um, at times, yes. So, you know, you, you look at those kids that, especially like now, we're in the social media age. Right. So you get kids that if you notice your, your sister or your brother, your daughter, um, they start giving their things away, video games. Now, you know, somebody saying, I'm going to give my Xbox away. We need to see if something's wrong. With <laughs> and, you know, right. we, we joke about it, but it's the truth. It's if right. they start yeah. secluding themselves, mm-hmm. if, even if they start loving on you a little bit more than usual, that's something that we definitely need to pay attention to. Um, and, and if a child, t- and I always tell people, if, if somebody says that they're going to hurt themselves, you believe them every single time. Right. I don't care if they right. tell you a hundred times a day, you take it a hundred times seriously because you never know right. when that can happen. And as a mental health professional, King and I both know, um, those things, they kind of tap dance on your, on your spirit. And you'll know, you, you kind of get that, that intuition kind of, uh, what's going on or, or, you know, and even if you ask and they say, oh, nothing's wrong. And if right. it's a child that's outgoing or somebody that's involved in sports or always in activities, those are things that we have to look at. Those are the warning signs. Um, depression, lack of eating or eating more, um, medication, you know. Drawing. Like if they're normally always around someone and then they 
um, they start just staying at home more. They're not on social media as much as they used to be. Those are signs as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just you identifying something's off. That's what I would say. Right. Like, and, and when you say that, it looks different for everyone. Yeah. So that's something off, like you mentioned, could be someone eating more or eating less, sleeping more or not sleeping enough. So that's why you have um, professionals. But as um, family and friends and, and peers, we can spot those things as well. Mm-hmm. And so even it's adults that will give away things as well um, before they commit or as warning signs. Um, so there are several there are several right, ways it just varies. Yeah. yeah, it varies per person. So yeah. that's why sometimes it slips through the cracks. It does, um, and it's difficult. Um, Oklahoma ranks number 15 in bullying. Wow. We're number eight in suicide. Right. Okay. And, and, and it's rising. And it's rising. Yes. Um, a person completes suicide every 11 minutes in the state of Oklahoma. Okay. So by the time we get off air, somebody's completed suicide more than Mm, wow. So we have to look at those, and it do, we, it doesn't have a race, it doesn't have a gender, it doesn't have a sexual orientation. There's so many different facts. We're living in, in some crazy times, right? Yeah. And so you know, we didn't have social media. You know, our right. parents like you better be home for the streetlights. Come on. <laughs> right. Now is you better be home for your phone dies, right? right. So yeah. there's so much that's going on, cyberbullying. You know, there that right. all that leads to things because if you continuously tell a person to do something that hurts themselves or harm, and it comes from jealousy, it comes from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt yeah. people, hurt people. Right. You know, um, and that's that's the, the the biggest thing that we have to pay attention to. And you know, I'll get on your last nerve. Like, what's wrong, baby? What's going on? You know, I call parents all the time. Hey, what's going on at home? Right. We have to we have to pay attention. And like I tell my son who's 16, you don't have no privacy. So if your child is in the room, I'll go in there and see what's going on. Correct. Ask questions. Look for their phones because they communicate that stuff on their phones. Um, yeah. when, when they're looking at hurting themselves, they're going to put it somewhere. Yeah. They're going to write it down. Pay attention somewhere. to what they're watching on Netflix and Hulu and YouTube mm-hmm. because that tells you a lot about what mood they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, when I have sessions with teenagers, I'm always, let me see your playlist. Because what type of music you listen to right. impacts yeah. your mood as well. Yeah. And so you as a parent, as a professional, as a friend, it doesn't matter what your role is, you can tell a lot about someone and where they're at Currently, let me see your phone. What's your playlist look like? What did you just listen to? That says a lot about where they are mentally as well. So how do you, like, if somebody keeps on saying they're fine, everything's good, like, how do you prevent that? And like you said that, like, how do you prevent that? Be like, oh, no, I'm good. Everything's good. And the next thing you know, everything wasn't good. Like, how do you break through that? That barrier wall. Encourage. Them. Okay, I got that's you. That's number one. Uh-huh. Encourage, encourage them. I mean, tell tell them that they're that everything that they do is meaningful. They're needed. Yeah. Um, I've heard so many times suicide is, is is selfish and you know things like that. It is, but it isn't because the thing about it is, is yeah, somebody's completed suicide. They've taken their own life. They've left family behind and things mm-hmm. like that. But what led up to that? And the thing is, is that there's people watching. And so you get a lot of copycatting that goes on. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is constantly say, you know, baby, you're meaningful. We need you here. We need your gifts. Do they like to draw? Do they like to be involved in activities? See if we can get some hands-on activities going for them at school. We can't brush it off to the side like there's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Because once they see you do that, then they're like, well, nobody cares anyway. Right. And it's not just in kids. Right. It yeah, happens in adults as well. Yeah. You know, like there's things going on in adults' lives. Mm-hmm. 
when money is bad, when relationships are bad, yeah. when things aren't what they should be, that's when we get ourselves into, you know, a position where we're like, something's not right. Right. You mentioned when people say they're fine or okay. For me, I often will say, what does that look like? Because my fine and you're okay is two different things. Right. Mm-hmm. So then they have to give me an example of what okay. that looks like. So then yeah. that tells me a little more, oh, no, baby, you're not fine. Right. Right. But you're used to saying that because most people take that and then they'll just go on with their day. day. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when somebody's telling you that and you, your gut is telling you something mm-hmm. off, you continue to say, well, what does that look like? Okay. Mm-hmm. I got you. That's what good. do you have plans for? And sometimes just even ask, do you have a plan next week as far as do you want to meet up? Because some people will let you know, that, oh, I'm busy. Because they'll keep saying that because they already have in their head they're going to take their life. Right. right? Okay? Right, okay. So just simply saying, what does that look like? Oh, you're saying fine. And they, you can laugh and joke, but they're going to tell you. You're going to find something yeah. out right. in that moment. Okay. So <clears throat> have y'all, like, been to schools to talk to other kids and, like, I wouldn't say more of high school kids, but since I go to McLean, I didn't see a whole bunch of mm-hmm. suicide, bully. Like, do y'all go to different schools? Not even just on North Tulsa, but I've been all to, over. I've been to several schools. So when they say we need you, I go. Mm-hmm. Um, I I go talk to elementary school kids. I go talk to middle school kids. I'll go to your church. I go to your grandma's house. Whoever needs me, talk. What happens is, is that. A lot of people don't know that there's laws against bullying. And yeah. parents don't know that they can be fined. Their kids can be put in juvenile detention. You mm-hmm. can even face jail time. Oh, wow. um, I'm not sure if everybody's uh, familiar with the case that happened a few years ago with a young girl. She had got beaten up in the bathroom for make, making the little boy her, her man crush Monday or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of those people that wrote letters. And they're not even in my state. And I mm-hmm. said they deserve the same amount of punishment that she got. Because at the end of the day, you recorded a fight instead of helping. We yeah. That little girl's life could have been safe. Right. Yeah. So the thing about it is, is that the advocacy has to be there. And that's why I created Rub. Because we have to understand what is bullying and what is suicide. Right. Because bullying, it can lead to suicide. So we have to see what, what can we do. I want to make sure that every young person I encounter knows that I'm an advocate for you. Whatever you need from me. Now, if you're on the other side of it, I'm still going to tell you, you know, you're not right. But I'm also going to say, let's prevent, let's, let's, what, what can we do? Because a lot of times when they're out here and they're saying, oh, you're this or you're that, they're, they're going through some hurt. Right. You yes. don't just wake up one day and be mean to somebody. Yes. Um, you're, you're dealing with things. And it's not just in North Tulsa that's dealing with, with things. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard that far too often. Oh, kids in North Tulsa, they, they doing it because, no, no. Guess what? Most of the schools that I go talk to, it's happening in South Tulsa. Yep. And it's not because of, oh, well, we're living in poverty. It's because my mom isn't home a lot. Nope. I have a single parent home. I got a single dad raising a girl. Things like that. And we don't pay attention to it. And then it's like, oh, well, just let's just medicate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there that's is real. no medication that can make you better when it comes to bullying. Yeah. It's right. Yeah, that's real. So we were talking about um, things that are going on in society today as far as mass shootings. So do you guys, um, what is your take on that? Do you believe like things such as bullying contribute to those um, events? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Bullying and, so you're talking to a mental health professional. Yeah. So we think a lot, a lot of times mental health. But I will say this, things that go on like that, it's not always mental health. Correct. We both know that. Correct. 
I think that it's something that they're trying to prove something to somebody because when they were growing up or something, maybe somebody was, oh, you'll never amount to anything. You'll never do anything correct or you'll never do this or you'll never. So therefore now I'm, I'm all grown up. I can, I can take a stand on something. Right. It's not always right. But now, now I got the attention focused on me because mm. you know not all attention is good attention, but right, right. I'm getting that attention, I'm I'm good. So now I'm gonna go out here. I'm gonna make a fool of myself, right. but I got your attention. Because what what happens now is they have our attention. Right. In in situations where we're like, what's going on in the world? Because I mean, I woke up when when the thing happened in El Paso and mm-hmm. then Ohio and then yeah. in Louisiana. I'm like. So we just let folks walk in Walmart like this? Like, yeah. No, nobody. Right. Nobody right. think nothing? Nothing. Right. But then now you'll start getting people say, oh, I remember him in fifth grade. And, yeah. and I'm always shocked. Yeah, they were always there picking on him. Well, why didn't anybody say anything? Because right. see, that's the thing. Sometimes we want to stand back instead of stepping up. Yeah. And that's the problem. So how do you prevent, well, I don't know if it's ever going to stop, but how do you prevent the next mass shooting if they're that far gone? I know people say prayer and stuff. I believe in prayer yeah, and all yeah. that, which is very real. Like, I believe in that. But, like, just how do you, like, approach someone that's, like, really, like, crazy or, like, cut off? You know what I'm saying? From the world. Know. Like, how do you prevent that from, like, the next one? And, like, and I how think do that's they the, help? That's, you know, that's, a, that's the same thing I was saying earlier. You don't just wake up and say, this is what I'm going to do. <clears throat> Somebody's not paying attention somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um and I wouldn't even say they don't have any real friends or anything like that, but we have to look at what what does their background look like? Because if you think about it, somebody that has, has gotten murdered, you know, even in, even here in North Coast, the first thing they do is, oh, well, their background said that they were a gang member. And they right, did, right, yeah, right, yeah. So why are we not looking at their background until, yeah. you know, further along? And then they say, oh, yeah, he was bullied back then. So mm-hmm. we have to take an approach now. We got to grab that person now and say, hey, it's not even worth it. Because when it comes down to it, you've not only taken your life, because nine, nine times out of ten, they, they go ahead and turn the gun on themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. You take innocent people life. And, but right. you, you take an innocent, and now yeah. we have a baby. In, in this situation, we have a baby. And so, you know, it, it's one of those things where I don't know if we can prevent it. Right. Well, I think that we, we might can get a, a stronger hold on it if we look at more of what happened then. Right. I think it, a, a simple, which is it's nothing simple about it, but an easy way to think of it is it's still going back to it takes a village, okay? It takes a village, meaning that we all hold responsibility, okay? So somebody, like you said, dropped the ball with him. So whether it was his mom, somebody noticed that something was off with this gentleman, mm. with all of them. Somebody noticed the day of or the day prior that something was not right. Okay, and so that that's what I mean by it takes a village. We're all too disconnected. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't care. We say we care, but we can see people struggling to get into Walmart or get into Quick Trip, and we won't even help. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's how we prevent it by mm-hmm. being just being diligent and being aware. My thing as a mental health profession was when I seen the pictures of the gentleman in El Paso walking into the Walmart. My first thought was. Well, how many people were in their cars and seen him coming in with this AK-47 that could have done something, whether it was verbally say something or because everybody's not trying to de-escalate. I understand that. We are. We are. And so nine times out of ten, I probably would have said something. I I know the call on my life, so I would have said something. But even if you can't verbally say something, I'm in a car. You walking. 
That's all I'm gonna say about that. Right. <laughs> you you can you guys have a yeah, I feel you. So yeah. I'm not gonna let somebody listen. just walk into it. I'm just saying with an AK forty seven. That's but the thing is it's like that's not every day. If I see if you see something like that, you it's like it's not a norm. That's Something's off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if we, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So are you calling nine one one? Yeah, at least, at least that. I don't call nine 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 one one with coming quick enough. Exactly. I mean, I'm saying if we can call nine one one on people barbecue, why can't we call nine one one this just again? There goes again. But then again, we got to think about how the police react. Absolutely. Because if it's in a community like the North Side, it's gonna take them at least ten minutes just to get to somebody else. That's the sad part about it. But if it's broken arrow or if it's somewhere all the way out, they'll be there in two seconds. So you got to think about the basically the police and how they respond to it. Yep. So if yeah. it's in a pastel and when I looked at the video, I seen most some blacks and some Mexicans. So it's gonna mm-hmm. take them a while to get to get um, there. Yeah. Too, yeah. Basically, and it still took them. a while. Exactly. After all that, it still took a while for them to get there. Right. And that, that that was my that's my thing of a village. It, it's because yeah. we can't yeah. we we know. We know that we cannot put everything in the hands of the police. We yeah, know that. Yeah. Right. Um, and so that's what I'm saying. Other things, it's several things that can prevent these. Now, sometimes stuff is just going to happen regardless. But I'm pretty sure if people are honest in all three of these situations, somebody is sitting like, I could have prevented this. Yeah. I noticed this, that I seen when they bought it. I seen when they just left to go to, I knew somebody, whether yeah. it's a mom, a girlfriend, because somebody seen something, so that's why I said it still takes a village. I don't care if it's adults. We are all family. We're all connected. And my we are thing all is, connected. if you're going in and buying weapons like this, why is it not being reported somewhere? Right. right. Like, because I mean, make sure we do a checkup on them. Or like he just bought an AK-47. We right. need to, we need to go check on right. what he's gonna I'm do with it. I'm walking in a right. gun store and I'm buying an AK-47 at, AK-47 at 5-4. They're gonna right. be looking at me like, what? What she need that for? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but the thing is, they're not gonna question that because even if they run our background, yeah, we're good. Yeah. yeah, but that doesn't mean he got it. Probably got it from Mama or right, cousin. Right. You know, pick it up from somebody else. Right. And and now I think November the first, the new law turns around here in Oklahoma. Yes, yeah, where scary. you can conceal carry without any type permit? of like permit. Right. Right. Permit. Right. Yeah. I think they will have background checks, right? But just yeah. no permit. Wow. Here's the thing I think with that: they're low grade background. They're checks. still saying background checks, but I, you can go into places without them doing a background check. So yeah. let's say it's not easy. I don't know how much I can say on y'all radio station. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it is not, okay, these are facts that are out there on the internet. Yeah. It is not illegal yeah. um, for someone to buy a firearm from someone personally. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I wow. can buy a, a firearm from Ramal, and we can literally just sign a piece of paper saying I bought um, a 45, okay, I bought a gun. Yeah. From Ramal, right. and um, that's that. Right. There's no back. They're just we're just showing proof that it exchanged hands in case something happens. So he could say, "Oh no, that's not registered to me." I and he can show where he. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm, so there right. are several yeah. ways to get around this. So when wow. people always will say, "Well, how do African Americans or minorities get guns?" There are several ways people can get guns right. without a background check, regardless of your skin color. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's, that's good. Crazy. That's good. So, go ahead. So, for my question, I feel like just because of how much we're 
from a mental health standpoint, y'all feel as if we live in a very self-centered society? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> um, because it's like one of those things where it's, oh, this will never happen, or he'll never do this, or she'll never do that. Because right. it's, it's on, I mean, how we look at things. Um, it, it, it's crazy. When I go in and, and, and talk to young people about bullying and suicide, they look at me, and I have been questioned before, like, oh, you have a master's degree? Right. And I almost want to be like, I got two if we really want to talk. Okay. But, okay. And I do. But the thing is, is that it, it's all in how we look, and mm-hmm. that's sad. Because the thing is, we can, we all sit in this room right now, we all could have something going on and not look it. That man looked like something was going on. So from a mental health standpoint, we knew that there was some mental health issues. Right. But we chose not to, or or they chose not to embark on them. And then now there's not, like now his mom is coming forward and, and all this stuff, girlfriend and sister, and the girlfriend is saying, well, there were times that he was angry. Yeah. Even though everything could be perfectly fine, 
Um, you know, money comes comes in on a consistent basis, but why is it important to see somebody even if things are okay? Like because you still have things that you're dealing with that you have to get out. Mm-hmm. Because we're emotional beings, we're human. So in order to not have what we call build up in the therapeutic mm-hmm. world, you gotta let that stuff out. Mm-hmm. So what happens to a can of soda if you shake, shake it, shake it, shake it? It explodes. It explodes. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens to us as humans. I always that's the the first thing when I tell principals and, and superintendents and things like that. Mm-hmm. You've let this child be shaken up so much that yeah, they finally explode right. when they when you pop the top. Because of the fact that you guys said, Oh well, yeah, you know his mama, you know, she kind of was out back in the day. Or you know his grandma you know? Right. But that's not that's not the thing. The thing is is that this child has built up and instead of pulling that child in and saying, Baby, what's wrong, what's going on? We we choose to say, Oh, this is this is because that's so and so's mama, that's so and so's grandson, should I say. And that's not what it is. And there's there's a constant cry for help. You yeah. just have to know. If a child is always getting into trouble, sometimes they're they're that's a reach out for them. Yeah. Because they, they don't want to show a sign of weakness because you know, us in the black community a lot of times we're like, What happens? What happens in this house? Stay in this house. house. Yeah. That's the problem. That's another <laughs> well, reason why you need a therapist, because legally we can talk to you about anything as long as you're not going to harm someone else or yourself. You can tell your therapist anything, anything. and legally we cannot go out and say anything. And it doesn't matter. Whether you're a minor or whether you're 50, it doesn't matter. So that's another reason. That's another pro of getting a therapist because there are certain things, like she said, that you can talk to them and you know it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's staying there. They're going to process it with you. They're going to, if you have a good therapist, they're going to tell you whether you're, you know, no, you you were wrong. And this is how we should have done those things. Mm -hmm. And so those are the positives of having a therapist, even when you think your world is normal. There is no normal. Man, I had to, I told my therapist the other day, well, this is the last time I met with him, but I was like, man, have you seen I'm too nice? (laughs) <laughs> he was like, well, uh, I mean, he had to break it down for me to understand my, I guess, insecurities and other things like that. So it's like it's still stuff that we're walking through. And I never thought about it. But yeah. I look at a therapist as a person. It's just another person just asking questions in a different way. Right. And right. really helping, helping to see myself. He explained it as he is just in the passenger seat helping me. Get to where I want to exactly. go. Right. He's you just know, helping you navigate yeah. some things. And a lot of times we think about um, cost. Yeah. Therapy is free. It really is yeah. because if you get Medicaid, Medicare, Sunicare, whatever it is, yeah. and you even can go to therapy and say, you know what, I can't pay you, but I need help, mm-hmm. I'm going to see you. Right. I'm gonna, I, I can't count on one hand how many kids and adults that I have seen for free because sometimes there's no cost on your life. There's not. And so if you can't pay for therapy, go in being open and honest. Like I don't, I don't make a lot of money or I can't pay for it. But I, if you come in and and tell me I need you, I'm not worried about cost at that point. I'm not. We can talk about the logistics of that later on. Yeah. Some cup of grass. We 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 gonna figure it yeah. out. We're gonna figure we it are out together. I need us as a people to start utilizing your resources. Absolutely. Okay, because I, I, me personally, you know, I have um, other races coming to me saying I don't have the money, but I need X Y Z. I need your services. I need that versus my own. Okay, yeah. and I'm saying that. Um, 
Okay, I own my own company, but this is for rubs. But I I own my own therapy company, um, and I did that because I wanted to help more people, you know. But I don't have a lot of me coming. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of, and when I say that, I mean minorities coming to me for the help, and and that's okay. I'm going to help who comes, but you guys have to utilize that. We're here. We are here yeah. for you guys. There and there are so many agencies in North Tulsa, so there's They're no alive. excuse. There's no you guys. Don't let the fear stop you again. Confidentiality. So you, we, we have to abide by those rules. And please, people, stop using social media for your therapist. Yeah. Because so they're not, they're, I mean, because what you get is you get a lot of people that say, well, if it was me, this yeah. is what I would have said. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Right. But to your place in that situation, right. you, you don't know what you're going to do. It, it seems like I, I saw one meme at one time. They were like, it said that you're going to be, you know, continue to do what you're doing because basically to sum it up that you're going to be the first multimillionaire in your family. So I had to think about that. The things that I'm doing today, my parents only went to work every single day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they worked nine to five and they just lived off of retirement, but it's like going for an entrepreneurial type, type of route is different from your, from, from what your family had did. Right. And so I think the Absolutely. same thing as my mental uh, health, as far as I've never seen my parents, go see a therapist. I've never right. heard of them. They're not, hey, I sit down, sat down with my therapist. So I was like, man, okay, so if I'm going to be the first multimillionaire in my family, I'm going to do something different in my family. Mm-hmm. And I also got to think about my mental health, and I got to do something different there. And I got to be able to go talk with somebody. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say that enough. It's okay. It and, okay. And, and that's another reason why I created Rubs is just to be another resource to say, you know, it's okay. And I want to be able to give back, give back to my community, give back to what I didn't have. Now, I grew up in a two-parent home with six sisters. It was six of us, all girls. Mm. But my, and, and, and just like you, my, my parents went to work, yeah. you know, and then that's what they did, but they they always encouraged us. And I think now we don't have enough parents encouraging us because of too many parents trying to be their kids' friends. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's okay to be hard on your parents, I mean, on your, on your children's parents. It's okay to tell them no sometimes. It's okay to take the phone out their hands sometimes right. and have a one-on-one conversation right. because like Kenya said, they're allowing social media to be their therapist. Yeah. And you, you get a lot of unlicensed therapists. Right. There you go. <laughs> it's crazy that you say social media because this is a thing like um, our age group has been doing this, like this thing called Finsta. Okay. So it's like a more private Instagram where you just like put pretty much all of your thoughts mm-hmm. on it. So it's like People like a lot of people from school like this. How I'm feeling today. Da 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 da. Okay. So, so you guys are using that as a way to journal event, yeah. your, it's your like feelings. Also, it's also on Snapchat. They have a yeah. thing called private, private stories. stories. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. They put on how they feel, and you know, you can only you can select a group of people that you can you only you know that you only want to see it. Like mm-hmm. okay. okay, I only want this person to see it. I only want this person to see it. Versus everyone that like really follows you. Yeah. Okay. So, so tell me what happens on on these sites. Um, if you notice someone is not is posted something that is like, oh, that's kind of dark. I mean, what you are could, you guys doing? You can report it to Snap, but at the same time, you can also like, I have, I'm not gonna say who, but I have multiple yeah. friends that been on suicide thoughts, and I'm be like, hey, you know, let's sit down, let's mm-hmm. let's talk about how good, your day been going. Good, let's, good. let's do a good morning. Yeah. Let's do a good morning text. Yeah. So what about what some about people that everyone out else? There. I when leave, you see something, yeah. what are you doing? I leave a comment sometimes, like you know, I might text and separate, like you know, love you, da 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 da. But yeah, it's that's just, just me. Basically, like it's kind of like where you stand in the person's life, cause yeah. So I mean, 
like you can't really have a say, you know. Well, you can't have a Ooh, say, yes, but can. I'm saying like, you know, are they are is the person gonna listen to you or how is the, how are they gonna take your how they gonna take your advice? Right. You know, you, you, like so how it do you, just depends you on think who about the person it, when you is. say that they you may not think that they're gonna listen to you, but they hear you. Right. So okay. a simple "I love you" right. or "It's gonna be okay" or "You're better than that" or what I promise you, even though they might still go off on the tangent and say. Whatever you said, don't matter, whatever, right. whatever. It they heard you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just planted. Yeah, because yeah, whenever have... they say that, when they, they ever say, well, it doesn't matter what you said, well, you're going to listen to what I said. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep repeating it until you understand and the that. Thing is, re- repetition is everything, right? right. And like when you work out. What happens when you work out? You lose weight, you look good, right? <laughs> Every, repetition is everything. Everybody don't work out. Let's keep it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody don't run marathons. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is that when you have private, if you're able to have those private sessions or those private tours or whatever, embrace those. We're proud of you for stuff like that. You know, that that, that gives us a little tingle in our pocket. Yeah. We're just like, that's great. You know, um, and, and that's why I, I this year I threw a scholarship out there because I was like, I want young people to apply for this scholarship. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm like, it's five hundred dollars, y'all. See, I need to hear about that. I there need for go. y'all to come. Okay, so shameless plug. I'm having a gala September 21st at the University of Tulsa. Yes. And it's a scholarship. I have a scholarship out there. All you, it's, 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 it's an easy application process. Um, it's nine questions in a, in a video. All right. you have to do is fill right. out the application, and then you, um, <laughs> and then you have a video. If you don't have a tap, because at first it was for the for the art, um, but I said, you know what? I talked to Kenya, I talked to the rest of the girls, and I said, I'm not going to just open up for the people that want to pursue their uh, right. collegiate career in the arts. Whoever wants to go to pursue a collegiate career. Mm-hmm. But you still have to make a video telling me why you deserve the scholarship. Right. Why is that, Bree? I'm glad you asked. Because I want you guys to be able to learn how to fill out an application effectively, not with your parents, because they're not going to college with you. Correct. And to be able to speak in front of people because you never know when you'll be called to speak. Now, the thing about it is is that everybody's like, well, it seems long. It's nine questions in a video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, all you have to do is email me, shoot me an email, brub2015 at gmail.com. <laughs> brub2015 at gmail.com. Or you can Facebook me, right? right. Or anybody on the or committee. Anybody on the committee, me, if you Kenya. can find, Ramon knows how to get a hold of me. Um, we will get the information we'll get you to the, you guys. We'll get the scholarship. The scholarship is due August 21st, but being that it's the 8th, and that might that's seem time. like short yeah. notice. No, that's time. Always, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So if you want it, come get come it. Come get it. Because we're gonna we're gonna review applications. I, I mean. I'm let I I don't care if you're related to me. Bit? I'm extended a little bit. Okay. I'm extended I think till till August thirty first. That's okay. my daddy's birthday. So there you go. my best um, birthday. So I think I'm gonna go ahead and extend it to August thirty first. Uh, ten questions. There Nine questions in a video, then you get to come to a gala, dress up real pretty. Mm-hmm. And you and know, I know there are other um galas out there. There are other scholarship opportunities. You guys go for all of them. You Absolutely. don't stop at one. You you apply for all of them. And and know that this one is a little bit different just because we're focusing on bullying and suicide. Right. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the IBL Newsom yes. scholarship, um, and it's, it's named after a friend of mine who completed suicide two years ago here in the Tulsa area. Um, and so, you know, I, I have to pay homage to her because she was a, a, a beautiful soul, mm-hmm. very beautiful soul. Um, and so this is my year doing it and you know and we're going to do it every year hopefully 
you know, one year I could give away five scholarships, right? Thousand dollars, right? But right now, the the I already have the money for one because it's coming straight out of my pocket. It's not coming from a business. It's not coming from ticket sales. It's coming straight out of my pocket. I want to give at least three scholarships away, but I know there's one five hundred dollars scholarship that I'm gonna give away. Right. But I, I hate to say giveaway. I'm gonna say awarded because right. I want you guys to work at it. Um, it's, it's for high school seniors. So I, I want you and guys every to little bit helps. Okay, yeah. so okay. whether it's 500 or we have one that's worth 200 that we're going to get the award, Absolutely. it's going to help. That can get some some, some goodies for the uh, dorm room. You know, right. it's right. going to help. Right. Okay. All righty. So we have this um, ritual we do on the show. It's pretty much words of wisdom. So we have a guest come on, and before you go, you got to give the audience some words of wisdom. So what are you, words, what are you leaving with us today? My words of wisdom, hmm, it's a serious matter. Anything you do is a serious that's a rough that's a rough slogan. It's a serious matter. Mm-hmm. Everything you do, do it for purpose. Walk in your purpose. Right. Everything you do, do it for some purpose. Whatever it is that you're doing, do it for some purpose. Um, but always know that it's bigger than you and never think that anything you do is too small. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are my words of wisdom. Katie, what do you got? Like, our IG is just full of wisdom. Okay. It is. Um, it oh, is. Thank you. You guys can follow my Instagram, okay, <laughs> and get some words of wisdom daily. Um, no, I, I think just I want people to realize that suicide is, is serious. Mental illness is serious. And that um, there's help out here. And, and what a difference a day makes. Mm-hmm. And that you are in control and the author of your own book. Okay? Right. So you have the choice at any moment in time to change it and say, I'm starting a new chapter. And some of us need to start a whole new book, but that's a whole nother, you know. But those are my words of wisdom, that you're in control. You're the author, okay? Mm -hmm. And so it's up to you, and you have the go-ahead to decide which way things are going to go, okay? All righty. Let's give a hand for those words of wisdom. Okay, and um, before we go, um, can you guys share your social media? And also, where can we find rubs? How can we get in contact and so okay. forth? Okay. So, my social media, um, I don't have an Instagram for rubs because y'all just didn't take too much out of me. <laughs> but you can go to the rub um, on Facebook. It's rubs, the number four hope. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to my social media, which is just Bree Wright, and I can direct you to rubs. If you want a scholarship application, um, Inbox me. You can email me at brub2015 at gmail.com. I'll get an application to you. Um, that's how, yeah, that's how you get in contact with what Or Kenya, um, I have a committee of, of, of people. I just, I had Kenya come because I was like, I need some, some support. <laughs> so, she did great. This is my baby. Uh, my sister. Um, so, um, so that's my social media. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at Kenya's Way. Um, so you can just type that in the search and it'll pop up and you can just follow me because it's not private. Um, you cannot get to me on Facebook because it is private because of what I do um, and because I've had clients try to contact me in there. And um, you have to set boundaries. Okay, yeah. we can talk about that another time. Boundaries are important. <laughs> and so, but I left my cards over there. We both did. Business cards are over there for um, both of our agencies. Um, and so you can email me. Um, at Kenya's Way, okay, um, dot org, and you can get a hold of me um, through that. So, 
get. Absolutely. Right. We really appreciate you guys for joining us we on the show. We appreciate you. It's a true pleasure and an honor to have you guys, man. I love seeing our young people yes. out here. Yes. excited for y'all. Now, talk about South Kids. I get that money. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Right on. Yes. All right. So, we got more music on the way, and we got to give our farewell to Josh J. Connick. This is his last run on the radio here before yeah. he goes off.
with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. You can find us online at www.utreep.com, that's the letter U-T-R-E-E-P.com, as well as finding us on Facebook, Underground Tree Studios, Instagram as Underground Tree, and you can also find artist Dawn Tree online as Artista Dawn Tree, and you can also kick it old school and give us a call at 202 202- 910-4409. Don't hesitate to call us. All it takes is a 10-minute consultation, and we can have you hooked up. Peace. What up, what up, and we are back. This is the Juice Radio Show, and you are listening to your boy, Jay Connick. It is five minutes, well, just now, four minutes till the top of the hour, but before we go, me and Thickums want to just say our goodbyes. Cause, well, Thickums will be here next week. Thickums will be here next week, but, you know... For you, man. For yeah, you. but I don't know. You want me to Let me do this without crying. No, I'm just playing. I'll never. It's great. <laughs> um, I kind of hate that I have to leave now when um, like the momentum is starting to pick up. So, mm-hmm. but um, it's okay. I know you guys will do great, and I will still be, you know, here. Yeah. yeah, like I'm come not back gone, gone. Going. Yeah. yeah, like I'll come back when I'm back in town. Yeah, whatnot. You know, and start. You know, yeah. the college edition. So yeah. So he's gonna try to build well he is building the platform in college also and taking the brand with him and so we're gonna support him wherever he is, man. So Josh, I'm just proud of you, man. Thank you for uh just believing in us. Not perfect, you know, but we are just striving to see something somebody like you, man, just thrive. Uh in media now. I'm glad that you're taking it. Um uh journalism and broadcasting, you're taking it and you you going on with it. We, we we gave you what we could, man, and you're taking it, and I'm just so happy for you, man. Thank so you, thank I'm, you. I'm proud of Tell you. Tell me a lot. Yeah. The first time I walked up in here with that, <laughs> that bow tie. <laughs> and and hot top Yeah. He came in, he was like, I worked at a club. I worked at I know. a club. Wait, did you work at a club? No, you used to DJ. Yeah. I worked yeah. at a club. I, Oh, yeah. He used to do the, the club, club life, and he told her he was like, "It's not fun." Like, yeah. He had the nighttime, <laughs> the nighttime life. Which one is from? They ain't got no more. Yeah, it's done now. Yeah. Oh, dang! So you ran it to the ground. I was talking about this after. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. What you trying to find out about nightlife? I just don't know what nightlife is. I stay home. Yeah, yeah. How about home life? Turn eighteen. You start going out. Right. You said it now. Oh, no. So, Joshua, what do you want to say to all the listeners that so, out there? To all the listeners. You know, Where's the wisdom, Josh? Um, <laughs> where's the wisdom? 
you know, I can do words of wisdom since you want to put me on the spot. Um, words of wisdom. Let me think. Lord, speak to me. Speak to my heart. (laughs) Give me some words of wisdom. What can I say? You got two minutes. Um, yeah. Okay, so (laughs) I say go after, I mean, it may sound cliche, but go after your dreams. Like, work hard. I mean, it's going to be hard, of course. But, um, at the end of the day, think about the outcome, not the obstacle. So just focus on your why. Right. Focus on what, um, like what pushes you. Why do you want to do that? So, yeah, just and live in the moment. Don't stress too much because don't worry about tomorrow's stress. Yeah. That's How about you put your social media out there so your fans can hit you? And on my social media, you can find me at jconic on Facebook. I think it's jconic1. And on Instagram at j.emmanuel, which is j.emmanual. And um, my Twitter is Josh Emanuel as well. So That's where you can Josh. find me. No, you don't need Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping Snapchat private. And that's that on that. Period. And that's that on that. And we're out. Bye, guys. <laughs>